Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer here. Today, we're going to talk tutoring. We're going to talk AI. We're going to have some interesting conversation with Anthony Salcido, who is the Chief Institutional Officer for Varsity Tutors. Anthony, welcome to Trending in Education. It is great to be here with you, Michael. I'm happy for our conversation. We always begin by giving you a chance to catch us up on who you are and how you got to this point in your life. Can you catch us up on your professional origin story? Yeah, I spent most of my career focused on helping technology support educators, students, and schools. I spent a lot of that time as the vice president of education in the U.S. as well as global education for Microsoft. So in that role... I was really working with schools and leaders all around the world. And really my travel schedule often put me into about 40 countries a year, working on real problems around how technology can make a difference, supporting students, providing equity across access to information, individualizing and personalizing learning. And I really enjoyed the ability to not only support educators, but really see technology's emergence in the classroom. When I started at Microsoft, the idea of a device for every kid or the presence of access to information was not something that we would take for granted as we would now, which is frankly a good sign of progress. Mm -hmm. uh, it was still very, very early days about the role of technology. Will it displace teachers? How do we support learning environments with these types of technology devices in the hands of kids? And so I worked through that for almost 30 years, working through the emergence of technology and technology's role in education. And then after the pandemic, where a lot of that work had been taken to its natural first stage conclusion, that schools sort of understood technology's role as a vehicle beyond the classroom. And that's one of the things that, frankly, wasn't really well understood for lots of school leaders. Most of the attention was about how do we provide technology in the classroom, in the school building. Mm -hmm. I think COVID and the pandemic helped leaders to expand the role of technology but one of the things that happened to me as I was doing webinars and talking to my team, as well as school leaders and educators all around the world every day, I realized the magic of technology was really creating a stage for the human connection to make the difference. Mm. And that's what I recognized was the next area for me to work on and focus my career so a little bit after the pandemic, I left Microsoft to join Nerdy to look after the work that Varsity Tutors is doing to help connect technology to schools and to the classroom to support students and educators and really bring what I think is a human transformation to this next phase of our work in schools. I'm excited about not only the work that we do to connect humans to individual educators and students, but leveraging technology as a platform to do that more efficiently. Awesome. Lots in there for us to dig into. And we haven't sure. even talked about the AI connection, which is probably the next piece to dig into. But before we do that, I think just understanding the tutoring context and how it's scaled and who Varsity Tutors is and how that organization has related to tutoring over the years. Varsity Tutors, we've been around for over 15 years, primarily supporting individuals and parents and families to get access to a great pool of experts. We have about 40,000 U.S.-based experts that we align to the needs of learners. So when a parent may have a specific need for learning support for their child, maybe an individual adult learner needs access to a tutor. We've been providing that match with virtual tutoring, with real face-to-face -face video and voice connection, consistent relationships built over time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been our core model for the bulk of our existence as a company. And about a year ago, we started to focus on providing that same set of value to schools. And we've really created a model where with an always-on subscription, parents and families have access to not only tutors, but a range of learning resources to help their children. And we're providing that same flexibility and support for schools. It's super important not only to help connect learners to experts, but to recognize that individualized instruction is not a problem with the existing schooling. It's a necessity as it relates to how we support learners to maximize their potential. That's certainly something that we're very committed to. Yeah, and a lot of the research backs this up. There's a lot of talk of high dosage tutoring as being one of the the most effective modes of intervention. And there's been more recent research about how the online modality produces similar results, getting back to your previous point, where technology allows for, allows you to really scale the human to human foundation that is very core to what tutoring has been really since human education has been around. And then you add to that the other trend, the other topic that people have been talking about, which is learning loss. And I'm not a big fan of that frame, but there is a reality that kids were not in school as much as they would have been had the pandemic not happened. That's required interventions across the board to figure out how do we solve this problem? Can we accelerate it? Not to mention the trauma that people have been through. That's the context into which we're talking now, where tutoring is providing that portal for students to kind of get the support that they need. How are you understanding this current moment in time? We're coming out of the pandemic. You know, it does feel like we're ready to kind of get back to normal to some extent. But in this case, it's almost like we want to hold on to some of what we learned about tutoring along the way. I completely agree with you. Learning loss is not something that was invented during the pandemic. And really, the term really implies that that something was learned and lost or really connected to sort of our time-fixed understanding of learning today, which is something that we've got to really rethink and and certainly change fundamentally. Hmm. Beyond that, tutoring has existed for centuries. If you think about this notion of actually people typically of means, which is one of the things that we're trying to address with the work, the services that we provide, but would get individualized instructors to support their students, their children individually, et cetera. And that's been happening for sure. And fundamentally what's gone on is the need for a recognized support, coach, confidant, someone who could see and motivate a learner beyond the school and beyond the classroom is something that has been valued. And as you mentioned, the research has been proven when you've got a consistent engagement with a trusted built relationship with a learner, you can make significant impact that supports and amplifies the work, the great work that teachers are doing. Right. I, I think that that shift in the pandemic to address a gap that was certainly connected created not only funding infrastructure, but also a motivation for leaders to try and embrace different options. And tutoring was brought in in mass to schools, mm-hmm. in some cases poorly. What, what we saw was institutions really not understanding the mix of different learning modalities. So some of the things that were acquired as tutoring was something I would really describe more as online help, mm-hmm. where students can reach out and, and ask for help if they had an issue when they were struggling with their homework or a, a specific lesson, et cetera versus building that trusted relationship and engagement consistently with a tutor that really has defined tutoring for a long time. And so institutions, I think, have learned a little bit throughout the last few years post-pandemic. But what I think that we're, we're entering into 
and we're still nowhere near there where it's just assumed that individualized instruction and a much more mixed learning path is available and regular for schools, not just for kids who have special needs or maybe kids who are in the AP classes, but every student has an opportunity to have an individualized learning pathway. And it's going to have a lot of different resources, whether it's virtual, whether it's face-to-face, -face, et cetera. And that's going to be part of the norm for schools. We don't have to settle for this notion of teaching to the middle and having teachers who struggle to support 50 kids where they can't reach every individual kid as well as they would like to. I think technology is going to enable us to bring that kind of individualized instruction to the whole classroom. And that I'm super excited about. Yeah, and that should allow for the differentiated instruction that we're always talking about. And then also the social, emotional, mentoring, human connections that, you know, I think of, you know, playing sports over my life, the relationship you have with a coach, with someone who's ultimately invested in your performance. They're not grading you. They're trying to get you to be your best. I think that does actually enhance the dynamic in some ways, you know, the non-evaluative, you know, guide on the side vibe that you get from a, a tutor is really powerful. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, it, you know, if you even think about the sports analogy, you may have a head coach where a player is maybe trying to impress, maybe want to keep their starting spot, et cetera. But the position coach is the one that will give them much more direct feedback and they'll be more likely to ask questions of and show weakness to. Mm -hmm. Now you see this in classrooms every day where a teacher may write a concept on the board and ask if students get it. And every child will nod their head, say, yeah, I got it. It's all good. Yeah. Some of those kids are just looking to get out of the classroom. Other kids are afraid to show the teacher they're missing something. But you've, what we find is with tutors, students are much more likely just to own up and say, hey, I don't get this concept. My teacher showed me this example. Yeah. And I don't get it. And really that relationship and trust not only helps with that social emotional component that you talked about where kids who feel fear or stress of not learning fast mm -hmm. enough or well yeah. enough in, in their mind, get an, an outlet to share and support. And that's something that I think is, is super valuable. And that's one of the things throughout our history at Varsity Tutors, that's one of the things that parents have valued most of that support that we provide their children. Yeah, it does take a village and take several different stakeholders. The other one you've mentioned, in addition to parents and the kid, is the teacher. And that's where leading efforts around an institutional business, very much front and center in that conversation, is the role of the teacher. Can you describe how the teacher and tutor can partner effectively, maybe with parents, but so that's a whole other leap, but at least how the two of them can work together? I know that's some of the thinking that's gone on in terms of your product. Well, I think a lot of this comes to my personal history. As I've been working in education for a few decades, the thing that I've learned in visiting over 100 countries, working with school systems, traveling to probably a 1,000 schools in the U.S., I have recognized the value of teachers, and really teachers are essential to any successful work that we want to do in education. And that remains true. Uh, and I know we'll talk about AI, but AI is only going to enhance the need for great teachers, not diminish it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got into tutoring, I will be transparent and admit, I did not know a lot about tutoring. That may be a reflection on technology's connection to instruction, which I think we have not yet done enough of, where a lot of focus on technology as a thing, a vehicle, something that we teach, 
something we use to optimize, but really technology's role in instruction is still very new. And after working in Microsoft for a long time, I had very little insight of what was going on in instruction. And so I didn't know a lot about tutoring when I joined Varsity Tutors. And one of the first things I did was I did research. I looked at our company websites. I looked at the materials. I looked at various tutoring providers and looked at their websites. The thing that was really eye-opening to me was the word teacher and really thoughtful support and programs for teachers were non-existent. Mm -hmm. And I looked at why, and I said, well, mostly because either it was coming through individuals or parents, which is what our history was at Varsity Tutors, or new entry tutoring companies were providing services directly to districts to help kids who were struggling. And right. those kids have often failed a state standard test, several grades below reading level or math level, et cetera. And they're sequestered into a tutoring program. And in all those cases, teachers are really not involved. They're not connected, et cetera. And so I realized that that was not going to help evolve the tutoring practice and really help cement individualized instruction as a main thing for schools. And so what we designed at Varsity Tutors is something to reflect that gap and, and really help elevate support for teachers. And that's something called teacher-assigned tutoring. And it provides very much the same service that we provide in our traditional high-dosage tutoring, where we connect a learner to an expert and they meet consistently over a period of time. As opposed to doing that as our only option, what we did was created a pool of tutors that can be dispatched by a teacher. So you don't have to wait for a kid to be below reading level or fail a state standard. You can actually get a teacher to identify a need real time. Maybe in today's lesson where a student or a group of students were struggling, the teacher can then dispatch tutors to support them, upload the lesson plan that they did to the day for the tutor, and the tutors will give real-time feedback to the educator on what's happening. And that shift of putting teachers at the center not only does amazing things for helping kids identify need where they are, but it also supports teachers who struggle every day with this sort of fatigue of having a huge classroom of kids that they can't possibly individualize instruction for. Now teachers are at their center of that shift. And I'm super excited about not only that from our offering standpoint, I'm excited about that as evolving the way in which many other people think about tutoring as not just a response to kids who failed, mm -hmm. but a recognition that the need for supporting learners in a mixed modality way to individualize instruction is an understood norm for every student, not just the kids who are struggling or maybe the kids who are advanced, but every kid in the classroom should have an opportunity to have that kind of instructional path. And that's something that we're trying to do with our teacher assigned tutoring. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I remember when we were at Kaplan doing live online for years, the TAs, the additional support to the primary instructor, were really a differentiator because they could do a lot of what you were describing. You could see who was falling behind in real time, and then you could reach out to them, start a one-on-one -on -one chat, for example. A lot of those components, when done right, it starts to feel more like a team game as opposed to a one-on-one. -on -one. Absolutely. And especially if the communication on the other side is there between the teacher and the tutor, or the teacher and the TA, the teacher and the support team, increasingly that support team, Anthony, may include artificial intelligence. There, yes. I did it. I nailed it. That was the segue. <laughs> You're welcome. You're someone who spent a lot of time at Microsoft, where clearly AI is something that's been front of mind for them and really for you when you were in your education role there. And then now tutoring is a space where, you know, historically there's been 
some research around the efficacy of virtual tutors and chatbots and how you can start to integrate them into the learning environment. Kind of open question for your thoughts about how AI may intersect with some of the things that you're working on. Well, first off, you nailed a lot of the ways in which AI will help in terms of providing that support as a member of the team, maybe support this process of individualized instruction for educators. It is something that I've been very much focused on for a long time in my career. Certainly at Microsoft, it's very much at the forefront of a lot of what's going on with ChatGPT. Yeah. That foundation is built on, you know, years and years of work, decades really of work and investment on AI and services to support AI. Yeah. At Microsoft, there, there's a, a sort of a notion of ethical AI and responsible AI. And certainly the, as we thought about the work of what was happening in AI in classrooms, that was paramount, really thinking about what's the consequences or you know unintended or intended of providing these services. How do we do it in the best environment? Now, this is both true at Microsoft and certainly true here at Varsity Tutors and Nerdy is that we see AI as a support to our humans. We're in many ways a company that connects individual people who have special talents and, and expertise to support individual students and educators all over the country. And that's absolutely going to be our core business. But AI can help not only support our, our tutors, and we use AI today to help match a learner to experts. We have 40,000 tutors across our network, and that number always is growing and changing. And when we have a student, we can identify based on an assessment that we do, what tutor is going to be the right tutor match for this learner so they can progress the fastest as possible. And that's a huge value that AI can do to make that matching done well. In many of our schools engagements, we have very, very complex deployments where we have to manage a schedule for lots of learners across a large district to fit their calendar and their schedule, to make it work with our tutors, et cetera. So just AI helping with all of that stuff, super easy and valuable. So student tutor matching, helping with scheduling. And then there's some generative AI work that we're excited about as well. Imagine a tutor getting access to a lesson plan that reflects the curriculum the state standards, and the learning path and progression of that kid. That's something that can be done much more effectively with AI. Yeah. Imagine AI supporting a synopsis because, you know, with computer vision, with voice cognitive services, the conversations that we're having can not only be identified with a transcript that can be, you know, printed out, but you can use generative AI to summarize our conversation. So imagine that the work a tutor and, and a student does is summarized to a parent quickly. Hey, here's yeah. what we worked on with your child today. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can be done far more effectively and consistently than perhaps an individual tutor writing up a synopsis would provide. Yeah. So there's a lot of things like that that we're excited about and using. And that doesn't really remove the person. It just enhances and amplifies our ability. And that's something that we're certainly excited about for AI. There's certainly lots of things to be concerned about as it relates to AI done badly, AI that sort of removes the human thoughtlessly. In our case, what we're trying to do is bring the synthesis between AI and human interaction. And, you know, we coined a term called AI for HI, and that's really about bringing artificial intelligence to serve and for human interaction. And how do we enhance that? And that's really what we're about here at Varsity Tutors. Yeah, it's interesting when you think about designing the whole ecosystem, ultimately, it's going to be a blend. It already is to a large extent, but it's going to be a blend of what should be delivered 
by a human, what should be delivered by AI. And then the sports analogist in me starts thinking about taking a step back from the game. And it's also like, who is the offensive coordinator or like the play caller from the sidelines who is looking at the whole situation with some level of perspective? What does AI do better? And then what do the humans do better? For example, AI is great at 24-7. If you need availability, AI is 24-7 available, but the human is more the emotional, motivational coach side. How do you think about deploying the different pieces? The teacher is another one. You know, how do you think about connecting the dots here? Yeah, it's a great question. And that's a specific example of a service that we're providing. Our individuals have access to what we call learning memberships, which are basically subscription services where you get access to tutoring, as well as a range of different offerings. And one of those is the ability to get 24-7 support. Mm. And that is staffed by real humans. But what we found is, you know, real humans, depending on the time of day and the subject, they need to be connected. So we have humans monitoring devices and stations. They could be engaged with another student, et cetera. So during the delay, when you're waiting to get a match, we do have an AI chat experience that could help answer your questions. And in some cases, you may not even ever need to get to a human because you'll, you'll end the engagement because an AI tutor has solved the question. And in other case, the tutor is going to be informed of what you've been working on with an AI bot. When they join live, they can actually put context to it and build on what you got information from the bot. So it's a, sort of this understanding of leveraging that dynamic, but also enhancing it with a real human interaction we engage. Some of the language you're using around responsible AI, ethical AI, it's also human-centered AI. And when the humans who are powering it are wearing hats like a tutor or a teacher, it starts to open up new ways of thinking. Looking ahead, you're someone who's got deep experience both on the AI front and on the tutoring front. We're all kind of caught in the hype cycle right now around generative AI, where it came out in November, everybody's talking about how the world's forever changed. Maybe it is, but there's probably a little bit of overreaction, perhaps, as someone who's had a longer line of sight against all this stuff. Looking a little bit further out, any sense of where tutoring and AI-integrated tutoring might be headed? Yeah, it really is an advance of a search engine at the base level. You know, we've looked for a search engine to get access to, you know, thousands of links to then go search. The ability now to ask problems and maybe complex and layered problems to an AI bot is going to be something that many of us will leverage and be part of and certainly be part of education, et cetera. But to think that that is going to have some sort of natural conclusion where the human value is going to be diminished is something that I don't see as part of the future. And, and frankly, that's not something we should even be trending towards. We should be thinking about how do we leverage AI to enhance our human capabilities and connection. And I'll give you an example. One of the things that I think is going to happen with schools, right now, we have individualized education plans that are created, IEPs for kids. Mm -hmm. And the number is, you know, typically less than 10% of kids have an IEP created. And that's typically the kids who are struggling and falling behind or kids who are in AP classes and ahead of the other students. That's why they get these individualized plans that are hard to write for teachers. The other reason we only do 10% is if you wrote them for 100% of kids, 90% of the kids, the IEP would be exactly the same. It would be show up and sit in the classroom for the rest you know, of the day. Yeah. Like all these other kids, you would be doing the same thing. I believe AI is going to not only create an opportunity for every teacher to have an IEP for mm. every kid, so mm. an IEP for all concept, but 
the modalities that exist already, as well as new ones that they could be evaluating like tutoring, mm -hmm. can be brought to students much more dynamically. So think about the things that students do that are outside of the traditional curriculum that is happening in schools, but just not curated, not connected to the learning pathway, et cetera. Yeah. That being proactively basically curated by AI to support IEPs. So this notion of an IEP for all is incredibly exciting that you don't have to worry about just supporting the 10% of kids who have identified especially, but providing individualized instruction for all. Now that not only will provide an easy resource for educators to expand individualized instruction for every learner, but curate the many experiences that are taking place today. If you think about students, they're attending classes, they're contributing homework, taking tests and assessments, but they're involved in plays. They have jobs. They have volunteer projects they're engaged in. They're involved in clubs, some that are school-identified, some that are not. They're involved in digital environments. They may be on a Minecraft or, or doing some sort of game-based learning uh, engagement or... Twitch. Um, yeah, exactly. Those things are happening, but they're not really identified. They're not really embraced as part of the learner. Mm -hmm. So we think of the sort of the life of a student and the classroom environment as disconnected in many ways. And I think what you'll start to see is a blend where we're going to understand kids. That's in all the things that they're interested in, as well as the things that they're struggling with, and build a better story to help every individual learner. And I think AI is going to help us thread the needle in many ways and connect these things together, providing insight for educators and school officials but also agency to use these other resources proactively. Because now if you know there's the correlation between learners who are struggling in a certain way with these types of helpful support resources, you can make those connections proactively so kids who didn't know these things were available can get recommended options that they wouldn't have access to otherwise. I think that blending is going to be super important. What you need for that, though, is amazing educators that are now super powered with these skills. And you need also many more resources and modalities. And that's one of the things that we've tried to do with our tutoring options to give flexibility, whether it's a student directed 24 seven service, whether it's a class that you could be part of with hundreds of students, one-on-one -on -one, a small group that mix modality that I think will be part of the future of education. The other element here, you were talking about the human element is the massive challenges we're facing in terms of mental health and well-being, especially if you're talking about students, but then also teachers. You know, there's a major burnout problem. A lot of folks are exiting the profession. There are some real challenges for humans. I'd love to get maybe a quick take or two from you on how some of these modalities, including tutoring, including the human layer, maybe that's powered by AI on the back end, how do you think that might help us address some of the more emotional human challenges that we're facing these days? Yeah, I think the research certainly is clear that when students are happier, they learn better and are more effective in terms of content retention, motivation, et cetera. So it's super important to be recognizing the importance of social emotional support that we can provide kids and certainly educators. And we know Based on a lot of factors, things are tough. Kids are not, not well in many cases. So access to a resource to someone who's going to help them provide insight on their learning, feeling that they have someone in their corner is something, one of the benefits of access to tutoring resources. But I know that teachers need to feel powered by these resources. That's one of the reasons why Teacher Design was created, because we wanted to arm teachers with resources not only to help students, but to 
remove a choice that educators make every single day that they leave the classroom. Teachers often who have children at home have to decide, do I sacrifice a couple of hours for my own kids to spend a couple of hours after school to work with some students that I know need help? Or do I leave and knowingly let that student fall behind because their student is not going to get the support at home that they may need? Hmm. Educators deal with that every single day. Now what we're, we're trying to do is say, hey, you can actually have other resources behind you. We have a team behind you that you could identify a need, get a tutor to help you uh, on the learning path. And that, I think, will lift an educator. I spent a lot of time working with Teach as part of the board of Teach.org to help with teacher retention and teacher recruitment in the United States. Hmm. And I'm super passionate about this issue because we could talk about learning loss all day long, but we don't have great teachers. We're not going to be able to solve the problem. And fundamentally, we've got to help and elevate our teachers. And what we're trying to do with Teacher Assigned is provide resources to support the needs of the classroom and the educators that are doing amazing work every day. Anthony Salcido is the Chief Institutional Officer at Varsity Tutors. The other element that you're touching on is the importance of continuity of care and building trust and connecting to someone on the other side in a way that's coherent and, and keeps it together. I think you presented a nice coherent picture of how you're envisioning that and how that's connecting to Varsity Tutors' work. As we wrap up here, Anthony, I always like to conclude with guests' parting thoughts as our listeners go back to the rest of their lives. Any concluding thoughts as we wrap up here? Well, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about helping support educators and, and learners every single day. We need to embrace AI and figure out how it can help all of us. But while we're doing so, recognizing that there's great services and support that we can provide to educators, parents, students, and we're excited about that at Varsity Tutors. Great stuff. With Anthony, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Thanks, Michael. And for our listeners, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe, write a review, let us know how we're doing. We'll be back again soon. This is Trending in Education.